Are you ready? It's that time! You have no clue how tempted I am right now to start singing the NFL theme. The theme with no words? Are you going to do your Carrie Underwood impression? Waiting all day for Sunday night? No, that's... No. How long until that gets replaced by Taylor Swift? Oof. Which, if I get one more up, one more headline from ESPN on whether or not Taylor Swift's going to be at a game, I'm going to throw my phone through a wall. I don't care. I'm not a Chiefs fan. I'm not a Travis Kelsey fan, unless he's on my fantasy team, which he's not. And I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. I care about none of the parts of this equation. You see that after the Broncos beat the the Chiefs yesterday, they played Taylor Swift music. That's hysterical. I'm right. always here for the petty. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to Man Buns of Jesus. Sorry for the NFL aside. It's related to what we're talking about today. Uh, I promise. I <laughs> We swear. Don't swear. Let your yes be yes and your no be no, Josh. Fair enough. <laughs> That's Pastor Josh Laborious in east no you're in corona ter- te- technically currently correct he's in socal he's in the valley yeah um, I'm, I'm here yeah he's alive he exists i'm pastor ben olschlager i'm here in the detroit metro area of michigan um josh what are we talking about today well i was going about my weekend I was having a pretty good weekend. I had had I gotten my workouts in. I had gotten some work done. I I'd gotten some grocery shopping. You know, always always relatively right with the world. And then I was I was watching something on on the television, and I just saw a gross miscarriage of justice that just ruined the whole day, and there was no coming back from it. And it and it was when the ref called uh i it, i think it was an interference and he gave a penalty shot to the other team against my beloved Nashville predators and it's i two of them this season i've seen two of these penalty shots called which if you're an nhl fan those don't happen a lot our goalie's been playing for years and up to this season he had only faced two penalty shots in his entire career and within like five games, he's already seen two this season. And it's like referees, man. Refer and I actually I just got a notification on my phone complaining about the, about the VAR in the Premier League. So um that's what we're we're talking about. What is the Christian take on officiating in professional sports? <laughs> yes, we are. <clears throat> and to start us off, um, these are the Holy official, both H-W-H-O-L-L-Y and H-O-L-Y official uh, rankings of frustration with uh, officials. like Which we do not agree on. I would like the record to show we do not agree on this list. 
No, this is a perfect consensus across all pastors from all denominations uh, on all sports. We're going to so, get canceled for this episode. How is this going to be the episode we get canceled for? That's a great question. Um, anyway so roughly josh and i agree like the rules make their job a challenge but for the most part nfl officials do a good job of of officiating things consistently the whole what's a uh pass interference and what's a catch and what's a roughing the passer call that's not on the officials yeah, in my on, in my mind that's on the just writing the rule book exactly so i think mostly the owners and the nfl executives um i yeah. think the players association has representation there too i don't know if it's if it means anything but I yeah think i don't know i think they have to ratify rule changes yeah not entirely sure how that works but again for the most part Refs in, in football seem to do a pretty good job. Um, helps that they have enough of them because there's, what, seven or eight in an officiating crew? Yeah. You know it's big trouble when they all come together. Like, yeah. Oh, man, eight people are weighing in on this. This is the high council is his meeting. <laughs> and then you have however many refs in the VAR rooms which is a lot. If you've ever seen footage of those rooms, there's just a ton of refs in there. They're not wearing yeah. the striped jerseys, though. It'd be funny if they made them do that for the days where they're on video review duty. Yeah, if they do that, Ben, then you have to start dressing up to work every day. And I have to start dressing up to work every day. For those of you listening, we're both wearing t-shirts right now. True. I'm wearing a t-shirt because we had trunk or treat this morning and I came as a beach bum. I'm wearing a t-shirt because I work from home and no one's going to see me today. Touche. Ben, so NFL. Yeah, so NFL, as we, we, we agreed, is probably the top. Of officiating. We agree yes. on that one. And then Josh is taking my word for, for, or taking my word on this one for number two. I'm citing baseball. Because... There are a few glaring examples of poor umpires. And the whole ball strike situation is a work in progress. But MLB has instituted replay in almost every way that a game could go bad. So, like, there are very, very few ways that an official can actively mess up an MLB game anymore. Which means, by definition, they kind of have to be good. Because they don't really have to do much. They are the mouthpiece for those watching the screens. Exactly. Um, You're going to love my hot take later. Okay, good. Uh, in third place, we put soccer refs because... There are some really good ones. Um, Premier League for the most part. Bundesliga for the most part. Uh, Not the Italians. Nope. There was literally, I told Josh about this, but in the, uh, I think it was in like the late 2000s, early 2010s maybe, um, there was a whole thing where 
certain Italian officials were getting bought off, like uh, soccer refs were getting bought off by the mob to uh, throw games. So um, you can look into this. Juventus got uh, demoted to the second league, uh, uh, had like three of their titles stripped away. It, it was a whole thing. Um, yeah. Um, I will say for our listeners, this is one area where Ben and I disagree because my experience with soccer refing is limited to the MLS and MLS refs are terrible. They are atrocious. There's no consistency. Uh, I'm not even really sure if they're all reading out of the same rule book. It's, and no one says they're good, but there's no accountability for them. So that's why we disagree. It's because my experience is more limited. But if we're if we were to just base this off MLS refs, they would pretty much go at the bottom of the stack. Continue with our with our mostly consensus list. Uh, I don't fourth, remember where the rest was. In fourth place, we find NBA officials. Um, there again, we have history of match fixing by officials. Uh, there was an NBA ref that was outed and uh, fired, I believe, in like the late 2000s for actively working to fix games. Um, I wish I could remember his name off the top of my head, but doesn't matter. Anyway, and in the modern NBA, there's still a heavy amount of preference towards star players in terms of who gets calls and who doesn't. Um, and like, there are some really dumb things like the whole, you can like pump fake somebody. If they get up in the air, jump into them and get the call. They kind of worked to limit that, but some of it's still there. And there's some pretty egregious flopping that happens in the NBA too. They're trying to work to curtail that, but like there are elements of the rule book in the NBA that just don't get called, which I don't know. I think that has something to do with the officials, but hard to say for sure. Um, and then last but not least, uh, and this is probably the one where Josh and I had the most disagreement and for very different reasons. Like, I don't think either one of us would necessarily say that the other person's opinion on the matter is completely wrong but it leads us to placing this on in very different places on the ranking yeah. and that is nhl officials because i would switch this with soccer and ben obviously wouldn't yeah so i will know, do you do you remember the story this is a couple of years ago that came out with the refs in nashville i don't okay so I think it was the end of a period and one of our captains, Roman Yossi, I think was talking to the ref after the period, like there would, there had just been a call. It was a bad one. There, there wasn't really much to the penalty and, and Yossi was letting the ref know. And the ref was mic'd up and the ref didn't turn off his mic. And oh, I do said, remember this now. And he said, <laughs> I know it wasn't, there wasn't a, uh, a penalty there. I really just wanted to effing give Nashville a, a minor. 
Um, everybody knows that that happens in the NHL. You're not supposed to say it out loud. That ref yeah. did lose his job, I think, the next day. He was, yeah. he was no longer a ref in the National Hockey League. That's that's a clear example of the phrase you're not the saying the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Because so this is this is my contention for the NHL is reps will have bad calls. They'll call things that shouldn't have been called. They they won't call things that maybe should have been called. But maybe more than in any other league that I watch, there's always there there's almost always a makeup. So if there's a really soft call again in you know Nashville's playing. Uh, the Kings. If there's a really soft call that goes against Nashville, you most refs at some point are going to give a really soft call against LA to kind of make up for it. Or if there's a missed call, well, the ref is going to conveniently forget to make a call later. And like generally by the end of the game, you look back and you say, okay, it was pretty even. The calls pretty, they went both ways. And even if you look at the numbers, most times by the end of a game, uh, the penalties by both teams tend to even out. There are some exceptions because there, I mean, there are some teams that just play kind of dirty. Like I'm guessing the Sharks almost always have more penalties than whoever they're playing because that's who they are. Uh, same with the Bruins because that's who Brad Marchand is. Like he commits penalties. That's something he does. Um the wild display game against the Habs like a week and a half ago. The it's the Montreal Canadiens for those who don't speak hockey. Um, where I believe Montreal committed nine penalties. That's a third of the game where the wild were on the power play. That's bad. That's that's horrible. Um yeah, there are there are certainly some chippy teams, but to Josh's point, that's part of the problem at least in my mind, because even when there are matchups between one of these chippier teams and one of the less chippy teams, Carolina Carolina plays very clean. So take that as your example. They're just like, I'm going to skate around you. I don't need to hit you. Yeah. Faster and better. Yeah. In those situations, the penalties oftentimes still end up relatively even, which boggles my mind that when you put a chippy team against a team that is notably clean and you come out with the same number of penalties at the end of the game that shouldn't happen like if a team is playing disciplined let them get the advantage of playing disciplined i am with you to a degree because i think there's probably an element of so you're going to tell me that a team shouldn't get rewarded for actually following the rule? No, no, no. I'm going to contend that chippy, like teams that play too close to the line have a tendency to drag other teams down to where they play. Because the reality is, if, if you're playing a team and they're chippy and they're hitting you, you have to hit back or they're just going to, it's going to get worse. That's the attitude in hockey. So... I agree with you, but I suspect there's also some, if they're going to hit us, we have to hit back. So you're going to take some more penalties than you usually would because you're retaliating because you're sending the message. It is not okay to just beat us up. Well, then whose job is that? Should that not be the refs? No, that's the enforcer's job. So I, 
So there is a question, and I want to phrase this theologically. What is the ref's vocation? And this isn't just in hockey. This is across. And as far as I see it, the refs have two jobs. The first is player safety. Regardless of the game, regardless of what's going on, if player safety has been put at risk or if a player has been injured um, in a way that's not just an accident, right? Like if, if, a, if a soccer player is running, they're not looking where they're going and they run into the goalpost and they get a concussion, it's not the ref's job to do anything about that. That like the player, make sure you're not going to hit the goalpost, right? Yeah. For this whole field, don't hit the one thing that's going to hurt you. Um, don't hit the one thing that doesn't move. Yeah. Uh, but so the ref is is tasked with keeping players safe as much as they can. Um, and then the other vocation of the ref is to make sure games are fair, to make sure one team doesn't get an unfair advantage over the other. And I think theologically, we would say both of those are good fit. So as Christians, we should say the ref as a as an office is a good thing because you're protecting the well-being of others and and you're upholding justice to some degree <laughs> which is maybe a, a little more dramatic and honestly like I'll I'll say it maybe I should give refs more respect than I do because if you are in my house during a sporting event more often than not you will hear me saying this ref is an idiot not as much as you'll hear me saying one of our commentators is an idiot because he is as insightful as my left shoe, but uh, smooth brain. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm not gonna name names. He probably doesn't know who he is, but uh, so yeah, that's what refs are are responsible for doing. Drives me nuts when they try to go above and beyond. They in. Oh, I forgot. We need to add. This goes at the way bottom, like way bottom i'm on the fourth floor of my apartment complex this belongs down on the first floor college football refs are the worst in fact i'm willing to say most college officials because they are plagued with um confirmation bias if and I, I saw this a lot because Vanderbilt plays in the SEC and Vanderbilt is not supposed to win games in the SEC. When you start to see a team that's not supposed to win getting momentum, the refs almost have this reaction. And I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just there's this part of their brain that says, wait, this isn't supposed to be happening. I must not be doing my job. And there's a call that kills momentum. And I've seen it enough that I'm like, this can't. This can't be the, like if we play a disciplined, clean game the entire time until we go get momentum and then suddenly there are calls. It's like mm, college refs, man. And when they came up to the NFL for that one month stretch or whatever, it's like, oh, they are the worst. They are not capable of doing this job at all. So to be slightly fair there, though, a lot of the replacement refs when they had the ref lockout or ref strike. Gosh, that was probably almost 10 years ago now. Yeah, that was a while ago. Most of those were D2 or D3. Because the D1 refs... Were busy refing D1 football. Yeah. And didn't want to step away from their nice, like, well-paying job. 
Um, so who could they get? They got D2 and D3 refs, and boy, did it show. Yeah. Um, yeah. Can, so, I, can I throw some things out here, and you pick which one you want to react to? Sure. Okay, so my first, refs should be a full-time job. In most leagues, they are not. They are part-time. They have other jobs. And I think it would benefit greatly to their vocation of keeping players safe and keeping games fair if they were full-time. And then in the off-season, just like players, they did training. And they looked at film and they said, well, this should be a call. This shouldn't be a call. They, they went through those that, that kind of professional development. So that's my first and least of all these hot takes. My second is any league where the refs regularly call some sort of either embellishment or simulation, whatever the penalty is called in the league, they get bonus points for that. For those of you who don't know, in hockey, if you if you draw a penalty and you're like faking it, you can get called for an embellishment penalty. It happened in the minor league game we watched last last night as we're recording this. Uh, one of our players got called for an embellishment because he was like hamming it up. Good. Yeah, I mean, he didn't deserve the embellishment. But that's beside the point. Uh, and in soccer, it's called simulation. It doesn't get called as often as it should in soccer. Um, and then the last and most hot take, uh, I am a advocate for the abolishment of video review. And in all situations where there is not an objective line. So, for example, in hockey, uh, they'll review offsides. You can very clearly say if a player is offsides or not because there's a line on the ice and you just you take a still shot and you say, well, was the puck over the ice before the player was? Um, another one where it's acceptable is did the ball or the puck cross the goal line? Fine. Very objective me measurement. Video review for stuff like pass interference. No, because you don't like there's no clear cut. This is what it is. You can't really define or a cat like and I had this conversation and Ben will know this this man with varying degrees of affection. I had this conversation with blind Greg. Blind Greg, for those of you who don't know, he was at the seminary while Ben and I were, and his name was Greg. And as you may have guessed, he was blind. Uh, so we, he's blind Greg. Um, and it's ironic that we were having a conversation about refing because refs get called blind so often. But I said, I told him in the NFL, I was like, they should just get rid of BAR. It just, everyone's more upset because you look at the same play over and over again in slow-mo and everybody has their different take and just get rid of it. And he was like, how could you? Like, what if they make a bad call? I said, Greg, does VAR stop them from making bad calls? Like, do they not mess up just as many times after VAR as they did before? He's like, well, you don't want to answer me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. VAR doesn't stop bad calls. It just makes them more frustrating when they happen. Get rid of VAR. Those are my three takes in ascending order of hotness. Go wherever you want to, Ben. I think the should refs be a full-time gig for professional sports? I mean, in three of the five that we listed, I think they already are. Really? And 
depending on how good you are in soccer, it might be as well. Because I know for sure MLB's schedule is such that those guys have to be. Right. Because you start in late February and you're like all of the umps in the MLB are calling games through the end of September into early October sometimes. Um, and then like a third of them continue on for at least the first couple rounds of the playoffs and then a little bit longer for the best of the best. So you're getting two to three months of downtime there. And they've worked to some extent on like providing those umps feedback and showing them, you know, here's what we're looking for in this particular rule versus this one. And like, this one should be called this way and this one should be called some other way. Like that, that kind of development does happen in MLB. That's why I think pretty highly of them for the most part. They still make boneheaded decisions. Um, that's why, you know, despite the fact that there's video review, MLB coaches still get tossed all the time. <laughs> it's it's one of those like long held traditions of of I baseball. I do love when a coach is so amped up about the game that they get penalized for it. I like in baseball that it it doesn't it's not a penalty against the team. The coach just gets thrown out of the game. Oh, that's that happens in the MLS too. Uh, our coach has accrued several yellow cards. Uh, two, he actually got suspended from one game. He was not allowed to be on the sideline for a game because he had accumulated yellow cards. I was like, you go, you go, Gonzalo Pineda. You follow your dreams. Anyway, um, yeah, so I know MLB is for sure. I think NHL is for the most part. Oftentimes those guys will do um, other like hockey-related refing during the offseason. Um, so they'll ref they'll ref the juniors or prospect leagues or summer leagues or whatever the case may be. And some of them might even still have some other side gig on top of that, but it's a more or less full-time job. Uh, same thing with the NBA. That season's long enough. There's enough games. Those guys and, and gals are pretty much full-time. Um, NFL much less so. I did just do a Google search. They're moving toward it, and then okay. can apply for full time status. Okay. Um, but they're allowed to still have other work. It's just they have to, quote unquote, prioritize NFL. Yeah, like I think how that's phrased is if there if there's a meeting requested, they have to be able to be in New York within forty eight hours. Okay. Um. The, I mean, probably the most famous example off the top of my head, um, noted way too small shirt guy, Ed Hockley. Ed um, Hockey, and his son is refing too, and his son is also jacked. I love it. Um, the Hockleys are noted for spending lots of time in the gym. They and are so swole. They're also both pretty well respected in the NFL as, as officials. Yeah. Um, but Ed they spend all their free time working out, apparently. Except that Ed didn't because he was also a lawyer. <laughs> that is like, a driven man. Yeah. Like 
I don't to keep that level of physique to be up on the law enough to be an active lawyer and an NFL, NFL official. That man's insane, which explains to me. So apparently I learned this during the broadcast of the Vikings game on Sunday because Sean Hockley was uh, the lead official. His son, Ed Hockley's yeah. son is Sean. Um, That his dad is now living off the grid as a vagabond in an RV. <laughs> <laughs> he like... is Jack Reacher. <laughs> uh, anyway. um. Yeah, so, yep, and then the other one that I know for sure most of the refs aren't full-time is soccer. If you get to a high enough level um, in, especially in the big leagues in Europe, uh, or in the, I guess a couple of guys probably in the MLS are this way too, where you're getting a lot of international assignments. Um. Like, this is, like, maybe one or two guys in the MLS tops. Um, most of these guys are from the other major leagues across Europe, the Middle East. Because um, MLS is South America. maybe the third best league in the world. That that's, might be optimistic. That's, that's pushing it. Um, I'd say England, Spain, Germany are clearly better. Um, Italy definitely has a better high end but if you're going for dead average then they might be closer same thing with france um well, and then you toss it move up when we got messy we didn't move up that much toss in i the mexican league league mx i think is still probably better than the mls i don't think anymore it might be a lot closer now but I think the uh, Liga MX, like I think it was last year or two years ago, the final four teams in the CONCACAF Champions League were all Liga MX. Yeah. And it's still a big deal when an MLS team wins the CONCACAF Champions League. Um, I suppose that's fair. I just want the MLS to be better. That's, I mean, you are a strong homer. So I am. I am. I won't. Uh, all my friends who prefer European soccer. This is America. We root for American things. <laughs> Europe stopped I, mattering after 1776. I would say that the, the MLS is on par with like the second tier of European leagues um, where any MLS team could play with any team in Belgium, the, the Netherlands, Portugal, um like that level of league um they could play with any team in mexico or south america um they they would just feed finish like mid table at best like the best teams in the mls would finish mid table at best in the top 3 leagues in europe that's fair makes it bad but it's fair yeah so Anyway, back to officials. <laughs> um, but with soccer, where you're only playing one or two times a week, most of those guys have to have other jobs to to pay their salary, and especially 
in places where those leagues are less developed, like the United States, like the MLS just doesn't have that kind of money to pay a full-time salary to its officials. They just don't. So um, they're getting there though. Maybe in a couple decades. I think it's going to be a bit yet. Maybe. I, yeah. Anyway, I agree with you that I think in general, that's something they should move to more. Um, in part because like with people being part-time that makes them that makes their uh, like livelihood more susceptible and if that's there then you have openings for like impropriety and betting and match fixing and that kind of stuff so like on that purely on that level I think it makes sense to move towards full-time officials. Well, and you just you can't have as many expectations for a part-time employee as you do for a full-time employee. Yeah. It's just how it's how the world works. Uh, yeah. I don't want to touch VAR yet, but what's your what was your second point? Uh what was my second point? Oh, you get bonus points if you regularly call embellishment simulation. Yeah, whatever. I agree with that. I think in general, the NBA needs a rule like that. I don't know if they have one. They have one. They tried to institute it last year and it kind of helped. And I think they're trying to to uh, reinforce it again this year. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think that refs should just get paid better for calling better games. Which is, I think, some of the difficulty is how do you measure how good a ref is? I think that's tough to do. That's fair. In some sports, it's definitely more difficult than others. In some sports, there's, like, a clear black or white line. um, Yeah, I imagine baseball would probably be pretty easy to measure objectively how good a ref was. Yeah, like, here, I'm going to pull something up, and those of you who are watching this podcast, you'll be able to to kind of see this um, rather than just hear me talk about this. Um, but there, there are bots on X, AKA Twitter um, that I follow um, that take all of the ball strike calls that an umpire makes in a specific game for baseball and plots them and then gives a scorecard based on missed calls. So last, uh, not last night, Saturday night's world series game was umped by a guy named Quinn Wolcott. And here's his scorecard. So for those of you who saw that, uh, the, there's like, or for those of you who didn't see it, there's a little plot with all of the calls he missed. He called about 91 point, or no, he called about 92% of all the calls correctly, which in baseball, your average is about 94% uh, correct calls ball strike wise. And the majority of the misses are the ones that are really marginal. Um, So like, there's not a lot of complaint there. But then there are some guys who just, 
are really bad at calling balls and strikes. And I think in more leagues, especially where there's a black and white thing that that officials are asked to call, there should be a uh, like a baseline pay level. That's okay, but not great. And then if you're a good official, you make a lot more money. So like if you call balls and strikes really well, you should get paid more. And I think that I think that would encourage more good umps. Incentivize being a good referee. Yeah. Um, or like in soccer, maybe the uh and this will play into our last um topic a little bit, but if you have the least number of calls overturned in VAR, you should get a bonus. Like if you're calling things accurately on the field so that they don't need to be reviewed, you should get a bonus. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah. So that's that's my my whole shtick on that one is less like for one specific thing, though embellishment or, or uh simulation or or diving, whatever the frame framework that you want to use is. Uh, is definitely annoying. Like, I think leagues should just do more to reward good umps and officials. Yeah. Um. And then on the last one, I disagree on the VAR thing. Most people do. And I have to qualify. But it, I will give I you this caveat. Thought when I mostly just watch the NFL. And I think VAR is much more helpful in hockey and in soccer, which is why I put those qualifiers on. If it's not something you can objectively point to. I think, okay, one, I think a lot of the NFL stuff would get solved if they just put like the MLS goal line or like soccer goal line technology goal line in the ball. Tech in the ball. Yes. That would solve so many problems. Um but then you would need like four fewer refs. You're saying that's a problem? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm sure the refs union would say that's a problem. Probably. Um, but my my caveat to that would be, I video review is an incredibly valuable tool because you can only have so many sets of eyes on a game at a single time. You put them in the best position to make calls, but they can't always see everything, right? So in basketball, for example, uh, you can get a flagrant foul, especially a a flagrant one, if you make contact with the head of your opponent, uh, whether that's completely uh, intentional or not. Um, But you can't always see that from where refs are stationed because they're put in very specific places to try and best kind of encircle the court and make those calls. So you need, you need other angles at times to, to make sure, Hey, did this person get smacked in the head or did it just catch him in the upper body and his head kind of flipped back as a result? Like you don't want to make a call that could potentially kick someone out of the game over something that wasn't quite accurate. I think that makes sense. Um, 
but where I will give you some some leeway here, Josh, and I hope you're uh, able to follow up on this, uh, is that in things like football with the catch rule, where it's not 100% defined, not 100% clear, being able to um, look at it again and make that call is a good thing, but there should be a time limit on it. You get one minute to look at all of the available angles. And if you can't see enough to overturn the call in one minute, the call stands. I think an additional um, caveat with that, I think, I think the MLS does this. When the ref is watching replays, it has to be at full speed. Mm. Because if you slow down anything enough, like things just start to look wrong. Mm -hmm. So make them watch it at full speed. Uh, if it's if it's a subjective call, make them watch it at full speed. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. If it's a black and white thing, like uh, in baseball, an out is defined as like if it if it's a force out where someone is you're racing a ball and a foot to a base. The objective is: Does the ball hit the back of the glove? before the foot lands on the base that you can slow down to see if you're getting it right yes but if you are looking at um did somebody maintain possession of the ball all the way to the ground like yeah watch that full speed watch that at full speed and I, because i do think we should be we should be kind to refs mm -hmm. We probably shouldn't start cheers of the ref or ref you suck. As heartbreaking as that is to say, <laughs> I think as a favor to the refs, I would be an advocate for um, having a similar rule for replays, either on TV or in the stadium. Full leave them at full speed unless you're looking for some something objective. And honestly, I would be okay if we said. Replays can only be for either terrific or terrifically bad plays, as opposed to let's give everyone an opportunity to nitpick the call. Um, I'd be okay with that. Uh, TV broadcasts would have to find a way to kill all the time that they currently use to just replay, replay, replay. But <laughs> that's that's something I'd be willing. You know, we're we're criticizing the refs a fair bit in this podcast. I'll, let's give them that and not tee them up to be criticized by everyone and their brother. Because I'll also contend a lot of fans have no idea what the rules are. Mm. Like I've been to hockey games and, and they're like yelling, what was that? And I'm like, no, that was like, that was obviously a slashing. We a hundred percent deserve to be in the sin bin. Um, so if you're a fan, don't complain about the refs unless you actually know what the rules of the game are. Yeah. And if you sit by me, uh, really during any sporting event I'm at, uh, if, if you're confused about the rules, feel free to ask because I do know them. Unless I'm there, unless I'm like watching someone from my church do their thing, because like I'll get invited to stuff like baseball games. I don't know the rules, but you also never catch me complaining about the umps because I don't know. I don't know if they're doing a good or a bad job. I couldn't tell you. And 
I to to kind of put a, another theological note on this. One, umps, that job is hard. Um, I've officiated like intramural basketball games between college level athletes, like football team versus soccer team kind of things, where they are moving quickly enough that it is hard to tell what's going on. And that was guys at a low-end D1 school playing their second or third favorite sport. Um, Like, how much harder is it for people who are watching actual professional games to make those calls? Yeah. Like, that's just a whole nother level above. And so, in a lot of ways, like, don't cast those stones. Let ye without sin cast the first stone. You weren't going to make that call either. Well, unless it was to benefit your team, then you probably would make that call, whether or not it should have been there. But that's why in most of the major leagues, like, uh, they won't if it if a ref had a clear fandom growing up, they won't let them officiate games from their team. Yeah. Well, and and I will say because I've had a lot of people who say who have spoken in my life, they're like, don't blame the ref. Because it's very rare that even if it's a bad ref, it's very rare that they change the outcome of the game. It, it, I will admit, I think it happens from time to time where a couple calls have changed the outcome of a game. But more often than not, the game was going to go one way or the other regardless. Uh, the one exception I'll make is MLS refs. They're just they're so bad, so consistently, that I haven't found it in my heart to give the, to extend the grace that I should. But most of the other ones, I'm like, you know what? they're good enough so maybe that's where i don't know if we're two takeaways but maybe that's my takeaway is the refs are good enough for the most part they do they keep players safe they keep the games fair ish don't tell them they suck all the time yeah and i'll even add your uh and josh this might frustrate you some um eighth commandment catechism explain everything in the kindest way i know i'm working on it i'm working on it yeah like let that be your your attitude no matter what the situation is and especially in things like with refs like i know this isn't something we've really discussed at all in this episode and i don't want to bring up a new topic during takeaways but like i'm going to do it anyway he's about to there's a reason that there's a shortage of youth sports officials in this country because people are terrible. I thought about being a soccer ref because I like soccer and I thought, Hey, that's a way I could get out in the community. And then I remembered I'd have to deal with soccer parents. And I was like, never mind. Oh. I know ghost. That's exactly how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, I, that is my Husky. He's having a conversation with us. Yeah, I've uh, I've been chewed out for roughing intramural sports. It wasn't that bad, but like I know I made the right call. We we had a rule in the in the gym at at Valpo 
that you would get automatically teed up and ejected for dunking because the the side hoops were not meant to be dunked on. Dunked on. And so for everyone's safety, you were not allowed to dunk. Um, and I had to toss a guy for dunking. And he got so mad, we had to call in campus police to get him to leave the building. Yikes. And that's that's not my fault as an official that he didn't know the rule. That's either his captain's fault or his fault. He also got, um, because it was so bad, he got, like, I think banned from rec sports for the next year. Um, but, like. Ben still has to hide his address so this guy doesn't find him. I don't think, I'm not worried about that at all. Like, but know that these people take a lot of abuse and it's not it's just not worth it like it's just not be kind to your refs yeah cheer on your kids thank the refs for their time and remember in all likelihood your kid is not going to be a professional yeah one call don't get mad yeah if your kid like, is good enough to go pro, it's the ref's not going to matter. Yeah, yeah. One call by by one ref that's maybe a little questionable. The scouts the, are not there. No. <laughs> and if the scouts are there, they are watching the same game as you are. They're going to see whether or not the ref's call was good. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. take it easy from the bottom levels to the top levels. Speak kindly of the referees. Um, a lot of them are great human beings. There's a, a pretty cool story about a guy named John Tempain, an MLB umpire, um, who he was out for his morning run before a game in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, a couple of years ago. And uh, his faith led him to talking a woman off of the bridge that she was about to jump off of. So, like, these are humans. A lot of them are are good Christians as well. Uh, and so treat them as your brothers and sisters. They need love too. <laughs> that you love. Um, yeah, so if you have any uh, comments, questions, concerns, if you have any topics or guests that you want us to bring on, uh, if you would like to be a guest yourself, you can reach out to us. If you know us personally, just use our cell phones, our emails, whatever. Uh, if you don't know us personally, we do have a Facebook page that we check from time to time. Uh, you can go ahead and check out Man Buns and Jesus on Facebook. And uh, our shirts are still for sale. And as of this recording, zero sold. Not surprised, but they're there if you want them. And if you buy one and send me a picture of it, it will make my day. I might frame it and put it behind me for the podcast. Um, strong emphasis on the might there. But you know, <laughs> that's uh, fair. With all that being said, oh, and uh, send this podcast Whoa. to your friend who's always complaining about the refs. And you can even send, send this link and then say, uh, listen to this and then shut up about the refs. Um, with that, brothers and sisters, go in peace and serve the Lord. Thanks be to God. <laughs>